Blockbuster uh, video, that was our thing. It's like it was a sure a rental where you know you lost it was anywhere from sixty to ninety nine dollars, uh-huh. and then one guy actually lost it because he went to return his videos and threw them in the trash. Uh, stupidly, the trash was next to the night deposit. So <laughs> he came in, he goes, I put them in the slot. We're like, it's like, how do you argue? It's like, we don't have them. And then we realized, he's like, oh, I think I put them in the trash. <laughs> and I think we waived the, yeah. like it was like $250 because it was three movies. Wow. So <laughs> you, the, there was a trash shoot by the... Well, no, it was actually a trash can, but I think he just walked up and went, oh, like, because it was right next to the building and it wasn't huge. So it wasn't like a um, noticeable. It was yeah. like almost like a the cigarette stand with a trash. Gotcha. And um, he uh, threw him in there, and it was like we felt bad, but we're like, dude, come on, it's a trash. And normally you like, open, yeah. Normally you open. It'd be one thing. It's like, oh, it's my first time I've ever used it. Okay, I I get it. Uh, I guess. This thing here, sure. That's so weird. Like um, not attached to the building. It's so weird though, because to think like when I worked at the video store. We didn't have DVDs. DVDs weren't even... Oh, right, right. That wasn't even a, a thing yet, which is seems like, I feel like, archaic man. It's like frozen, unfrozen caveman, you know? I know. Yeah, the DVD, the DVD was uh, just finalizing when I got to film school. And, oh, okay. And uh, my sound teacher, you know, created THX, and it was named for him. He was working on the sound specifications for DVD. So he would come in to class and was like, yeah, so we're going to DVD. And he kept saying DVD. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? What is this? You're like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> he, this guy was so technical in the book, the primer, the book that he actually yeah. wrote that he made us buy, was so technical for first-timers. It was like mind-blowing. It's like, this is me five feet away from the speaker. This is me ten feet away from the speaker. And we're going... Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> He's such a sound nerd. He's like, yeah, so waveforms and this and that. And I'm like, dude, I, I just, like, it's, I want to get to this point, but I, and I come in. At just that point, weird. you're just like, did my sound record? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Right, exactly. Yeah, later I'll learn going, yeah, maybe they should have been standing a little closer to the mic, but I got sound. No, totally. <laughs> it's, it's like DVD, DVD, and I'm like, we're going on the specification work with Sony for the DVD, and. We're trying to get this and kind of get that. And I'm like, first of all, I have no idea what a DVD is. <laughs> Second of all, I, I, the stuff you're talking about, like, I, I don't know. And, like, he's, like, bragging about stuff that I'm like, sure, it sounds like you're bragging, but yeah. I don't know what you're bragging about because <laughs> I don't understand it. He's, like, patting himself on the back yeah, waiting for a exactly. round of applause. Like, and all what? the students are like, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. DVD, right? Right. And he brings this, this guy in from Dolby in London. And he's like, so anyway, and then they have, like, a... a jerk each other off with sound knowledge and it's like <laughs> sure i mean the guy has thick british accent so it was funny because he gave the guy shit it was just fun to see him give this super sound god yeah some shit you know uh in a in a british <laughs> british accent i was like okay now this is probably worth it yeah i should be recording yeah. this how far away should the mic be when i record this <laughs> exactly it's like show some more uh sound builds because he showed us two sound builds which are um First one was Raiders of the Lost Ark when okay. Indiana falls, falls off the cliff or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's trying to grab on, and it's like, yeah, we added this, we added that, we added that. Somebody bit an apple. Oh. That's in there. Oh. And uh, he just showed us just the one by one each track, like the sound build of this. Oh, episode, wow. Which was pretty cool. 
and then showed us a scene in a little movie called Star Wars yeah. where, you know, they're in the woods and that... Pop- the speeder chase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were trying to find a, a sound for it. And everything that they tried, nothing. And they tried for like months to figure it out. And Lucas was like, nah. So I think they combined a lion's roar and somebody went out and recorded L.A. traffic. Oh. Ran that backwards. Wow. And fussed it a little bit. And they got that sound. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, that makes sense because those are all things like, okay, a roar sounds like an engine. Mm-hmm. And then L.A. traffic in general is kind of like it just kind of drowning, droning sound. And, mm-hmm. But that must have been a nightmare then, though. All right. Splice this piece of tape. Yeah, because it wasn't like pro tools or yeah. you know it was just like you're just figuring out all right let's see what this 24 track thing is gonna you know it's just like splice splice run it backwards do you think he intentionally ran it backwards or he loaded it wrong that's genius yes it is i put it in so- that's a good question i mean it's genius to run it backwards now you say oh yeah but you know that you came to that that wasn't yeah. a like huh what if i run this b-? i don't think that that was an initial yeah Thing. That was a sort of, I, I don't know, run, yeah. it, run it backwards? Sure. Right. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, six minutes in. Uh, welcome to Post-Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Uh, speaking of video, do you remember Divix? Remember yeah, that? I do. How did that, okay. Anyone who wants to know, Divix was a format that lasted a week. I mean, it was a little longer, but it felt like it. In, in the, the, the scope of yeah, lifespan. If you want to grade on a scale, yeah. Um, it was that thing of you can buy or rent the movies as they were doing it. They were $5 to get the movies, but you had 48 hours to watch it on disc, and then the disc just went bad. The whole thing was you don't have to return movies anymore, but we're just going <laughs> to throw them in a landfill. <laughs> it was such a weird uh, yeah. concept like that someone was just like – someone watched Mission Impossible and went, what if after they watch it, it just dissolves? It's like, yeah, but what? Yeah, I – it, it, it was one of those concepts that we're gonna try, yeah. you know. And it's just you're right; it's just a bunch of bunch of waste. Yeah, because they they actually, I mean, they weren't uber nice cases. I mean, they were a good case, but it should have just been in like a paper sleeve. And I mean, if you're already gonna like chuck it or something, but I don't even know if they were biodegradable. It'd be one thing. It's like if they're they're made out of corn. Oh, yeah. Watch it. They're throw it in the garden. Potatoes, <laughs> right? They're made out of. Uh, Recycled flowers, and you just throw them into the ground, and then they'll plant, you know? A, a, a tree will come out in, like, 50 years. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's plastic, right? Right. So... I mean, it was a late... Uh, I think what it, it had to do with something of, like, um, like a built-in timer or, like, something on it where you could... You had 48 hours from the initial start. Like, it would last, like, until you put it in the player. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, it becomes null and void. Like it almost locks it. I can't remember how did that how did that work technologically? Because you had to have a Divix player, so right. that's probably where they got you. Because the Kodak probably didn't work on a regular DVD player, because someone would have cracked it and went, "Oh, you just bought a movie for four dollars." Because I know the the Divix Kodak is still alive, right? Even back then, but even today, I mean, somebody's gonna hack right the the player to go forty eight hours. I mean, it's just like, come on, like you can't. But then I guess it's like, what movies do you want to keep that if you're only just renting? It's like, oh, I wanted to rent that. Oh, I guess I could keep it. You know? Yeah. Usually people that buy, buy. 
and people that are renting aren't looking to buy that movie. Right. I mean, unless they rent it and it's something that they they it's really like, oh, I need to go watch like. this again. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's it just seems to me the whole point we were talking about, you know, rental uh, back when they had <laughs> movie rental yeah. houses. The whole point of a rental place is for you to stack, you know, videos and have them be returned. And I think part of that is that, or any rental place, that you don't just have this, this huge amount of waste yeah. of something, you know. Um, a, you can, quote unquote, license out your your rentals, your, your movies yeah. for, you know, 2 $3 a night or whatever it is. To do it that way, you know, because someone's like, I don't want to return a video. It's like, Yeah. I mean, now we think about it, it's like, oh, the digital platform is, is much better for that. Of course, it didn't really exist back yeah. then, but the reason why it works is because of the waste factor. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I, I know that that was all like, let's, we can make money off of this. That wasn't like, let's worry about our There was some uh, sort of like in between of people complaining. Like, that's why Blockbuster did so well was like, their whole thing was like, no, you can return it in three days. Then they offered a five day. Yeah. Because before it used to be, it was a it was a weird thing. Like back in the day, it's like you rented a movie that had to be back the next day. Like I remember going to the video store, and it's like you rented it like you know Friday at six, and it had to be back Sunday by three. Yeah. It's like what a weird business model. I know it was it was that thing. Like if it was next day, if it was a brand new release yeah. or a hot release, so that you know they can guarantee people it probably will be there. Or if you do that whole right. thing where like dating us if, if you do the whole thing where you're uh no my parents told me about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i heard about this i read about this reddit po- uh, reddit thread yeah. um if you wait maybe an hour yeah. maybe somebody will put it into that trash can or the slot <laughs> yeah you know um and it's like every time it's that thing where you're walking around the store and every time you hear like the slot, you go, everybody perks up and just sort of rushes to the thing. Was that Batman? Yeah, Did Batman exactly. come back in? Can I get yeah, Batman? Exactly. <laughs> and they put like, what, what is it? What is it? What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? And you're at the thing. You're like, I'm trying to get it out. It must have been so annoying. It's like, and then you put like, everyone's like vultures hovered over this counter. And like, as soon as like you organize the whole thing, you put it either on that cart or just put them up on the the counter and yeah. you just walk away yeah. then they all just like storm it and you're like all right just well you know and you see batman you're like oh batman you know fighting the person next to you for it and it's like really you get it home and you're like what the hell did i just do yeah i remember when um batman i think was the for me was the quickest release from theatrical to video i, I don't know if it historically it is i'm sure there's some shit movie that, i think that was one of the very first like, that was like oh Really? It was like, oh my god, I just saw it. it. wasn't two years later. And I remember the video store that I went to, I think they had 60. And that was the most I'd ever seen. They're like, no, we're trying something different. We're going to try to make sure. And it was yeah. a wall. A wall of the Batman logo. That, yeah. And it was just like, this is insane. But whatever the next movie was popular in 89, let's say like Weekend at Bernie's, they had one. You know? And it was just like, this is so weird where Batman had a wall. Right, and then right, that exactly. movie that came out that same weekend that did really well. It's like, hey, you guys can fight over one weekend at Bernie's. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that where it was just all of a sudden there was this wall, and I remember being so excited and going, "Oh, I'm definitely gonna find it," because it was you were uh, Blockbuster. I worked at Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Yeah. So Blockbuster had the uh, cases there. Yeah, not necessarily the 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 actual dvd but the right. cases so it was like 
oh, it's a wall of cases. I definitely have. Uh, I'm going to watch Batman tonight or whatever. Yeah. And you go there, and it was the case, and it was also like this card or something yeah. that you had to have. And the card, you brought it to the counter, and then you get your thing. But the case was still there, and it was like every last one of them was gone. And like, how yeah, is you this see that possible? wall. And then in that case, why not just have one case? Like, why was the point of having all these cases when no, they weren't there? Yeah. You know? I have no idea. I was like, what is, what is, the, yeah, I didn't quite understand that. Um, it must have just been so people knew the movie was there. Cause like, uh, well, my parents used to tell me about video stores. Uh, yeah. Was <laughs> like, if, if you didn't see it on the shelf, they didn't have it in or they didn't have it. Yeah. Like if you went in there and there was no Batman, that meant Batman was out, you know, like if there were, I mean, at, as an example, but then it switched to, if you saw Batman, that means they carried it. Didn't necessarily mean it was in. And yeah. it was, like, such a weird thing. And then I remember that card thing, too. Yeah. They started doing that thing where... Or sometimes you used to take the case up. Sometimes you used to take the case, yeah. I don't, it's such a weird... And then the case, they would they would put it in the case. Or sometimes they didn't. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, but, I, I went down a rabbit hole the other day. I was watching old uh, uh, Blockbuster commercials for some reason. Yeah. Like, And it was just that it felt so old. And these commercials were from, like, the mid to late 90s. Like, just that idea of... Hey, you can rent it five days. It's like, what? You the know? five days was like, oh, my God. Blew my mind the first yeah. time. I was like, I can have this for five whole days? And basically, all that really did was just you could watch it on the weekend and return it Monday. You weren't really necessary, unless you were young and then you're watching Batman like eight yeah. times. But I just gave you that pad. Like, oh, okay, we can watch it and return it. Because um, you know people probably still return things late. If you have five days, you're going to forget when do we get that again? Was that Friday or yeah, Saturday? Yeah. I don't remember. I still have uh, dreams, nightmares about like returning a video late, like in being <laughs> charged like a billion dollars. I don't know why that's like you're, you're too late. It's like it's uh, five hundred thousand dollars. It's like wait, but you're not even in business anymore. John's lone copy of Batman under the bed. He's <sighs> afraid to get rid of it. <laughs> It's still there. <laughs> that library book that's yeah. now 700 times what you would ever pay for it. It's like I could just throw it away, but they could track exactly. me Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, the video store thing was, was interesting because then I guess they were starting to fold. And then it was that like you got on your receipt. Oh, if you this is five day rental. If you want to buy it, this is how much it is. Right. And then it started to be like. You could pay seventeen more dollars or twenty more dollars and buy this thing. Um, if you don't return it in fourteen days, we will charge your credit card forty thirty dollars right. or whatever. It became really like <laughs> sophisticated and sort of complicated for no reason because they were just trying to hang on. Like, yeah. all right, even if you don't return it, we're not going to charge you a hundred dollars for it. We'll you know we'll charge you just for the the movie right um and then digital came around and netflix that company that i knew wasn't going to do anything <laughs> hey do you want to invest in this <laughs> lame i was like <laughs> you put your because it was like yeah I, I put this uh dvd in the uh mailbox and you know i get another one in three days i'm like <laughs> i gotta go to the mailbox and do this <laughs> this is terrible what a drive this? to the video store i'm like this is like this is somebody this is somebody trying something yeah out, but this is not gonna Netflix cut to the Netflix building on Sunset and I'm like oh and them going oh Baz Luhrmann you want 150 here yeah million here you go make, yeah. it, make your TV show there you go <laughs> that's something we're trying out 
Yeah, I, I still remember. It's so weird how dumb. I remember Marshall tried it first because I think he had a free trial of Netflix. Okay. And he's like, I'll try it and I'll tell you how it works. I don't even know what movie he got because, dude, they mailed it to my house. I don't have to do anything. I just put it back in the envelope. It's like, that's genius. Like, the, the design of the envelope at the time. It might yeah. be the same. I haven't gotten a DVD from Netflix in I'm sure it's the years. same. But, like, what a great – you open it up. Okay, cool. Watch movie. Put it, it – there's, like, no – they figured it out. It wasn't even like, hey, remember when they first came out and you had to put it in this awkward packaging? The packaging was top – that was probably what made it work. Yeah. With the packaging out of the gate was flawless yeah i agree and i think the reason why i probably didn't think it was gonna work because i was so married to the whole blockbuster uh model that it's like oh this is how it is and then when netflix came along i'm like well they're trying to steal a market that's been around in my mind forever of course not and it was like you gotta wait for it, and you gotta put it in the mail, and then you get it. But I'm like, how did I can they even sustain that business? Yeah. You know, because it's like postage, and I was thinking all this kind of stuff were like overhead, and yeah. like how are they even making money off of this? Because in theory, they had to. I mean, they had almost buy at blockbuster levels. Yeah, like I mean, they had to buy enough Batman's, not just for that. All right, town. Oh, we only need three Batman's. We don't have that many people. They had to buy enough for everyone, like everyone in the U.S. Like. How many Batmans do we need? Uh, 4,000, I guess. I, I mean, yeah. that alone, just buying all of them. And then I knew, well, I mean, I already knew it was huge when I started doing it. And then I think it was like two years later, they started putting their logo on the movie. So it was literally printed, like that disc was made mm-hmm. just for Netflix. Like, here's Batman, and it like had Netflix on it. And it was like, oh my God, they literally probably cut a deal. Mm-hmm. Like on the newer movies that were coming out were... Look, just print us a bunch, but don't give us the packaging. We're just going to throw the packaging away. Right. Oh, great. So they gave him a spindle of, you know, Batman. Of course, I didn't have an understanding of tech right? Uh, at that point, uh, but the huge amount of money in tech. So licensing, buying these movies, making that, striking that deal with the studios was a big deal, you know, monetarily for you and me. But yeah. for them, like, they had the investment. They had everything ready to sure ready to go to make that happen um and i was talking to you know somebody like uh maybe a year ago or something we're talking about netflix and i was just basically a bunch of servers it's like mm-hmm. a it's a company that just does that and they just happen to have uh entertainment you know that's nah. kind of what their thing is but that's all it is yeah um now in the digital realm but back then it was the sort of video rental place with the dvd did they have vhs no it was dvd just dvd dvd only and it was uh it was it was it was genius because then like driving here i was gonna tell you driving here it seems now every other car is this is not an endorsement is an uber or uh a lyft right and it's like the culture now I, i don't even know if these people would take cabs like i think it's it's gotten people now to go, oh, I'll just do Uber, I'll just do Lyft, because literally in your hand, right? all you have to do is like push a couple buttons and like, here you go, here's a car. Yeah. You know, it goes right, you don't have to pay, like, uh, you don't have to have the money right there, you have to have your card, it goes right to your card, done. And so it's a culture, yeah. you know, and I think that that's what Netflix is. <clears throat> Netflix did was like, it's sort of like a culture where you're saying Marshall put this in my you know mailbox they mail me uh, another one 
you know, I have a queue and yeah. then they just keep mailing me stuff and I just return it when I want to return it. You know, yeah. I don't have to, there's no five day, there's no three day. I just six months. Yeah. I can I, hold on to this movie. I just for return six it. Months. I'm not going to get the other movie till like, yeah, till I return it, but I, I don't have to like return it tomorrow. You know, um, and it made it so easy where you didn't even have to think about, oh, I got to go return this tomorrow. Yeah. It basically just had to be like, oh, I've got to put it in the envelope. That was like the hardest decisions. Like, did you uh, did you put it out in the mail? Ugh. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's like, or I got I to gotta watch that movie tonight or I got to wa- I got to hurry up and watch. I got to, yeah. you know, before, you know, I, I get a late charge. So then you're like, oh, I know we had plans to go to the Dodgers, but let me go home and watch, you know, our son-in-law tonight. Yeah, exactly. So well, it would be worth it if it was son-in-law. Well, but, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's where it's a big battle in your head. Oh. Well, it is weird because now, like, even, like, go that step further. It's just like, oh, I can now watch Netflix in my Uber. Like, oh, I got the Uber. Just watch yeah. Netflix. There you go. <laughs> That's the next. Yeah, it's uh, fascinating because um, uh, my wife uh, works for someone who has a daughter who's, like, 15. No, 17, I think. She doesn't have her license. She just Ubers. She just doesn't. Like, right, right. She's just like, There's oh. that, that whole. She's like, I guess the parents set up her <clears throat> Uber account. And we're just like, yeah, if you don't want to drive. Here you go. Still a little weird, though. It's like, hey, 17-year-old daughter, just go take random cars and stuff. But, I mean, 99% of the time, it's super safe. There have yeah. been those rare occasions that right. it, it has not. But what a cra- like what a weird thing. Like, I was so excited to get my license so I could go places. Absolutely. And now it's just like, all oh, right, I can just go get my phone. I guess that's the new car is a kid getting the phone because then that's your freedom. Yeah, it's... I don't want to be the the guys like oh, kids and their phones really, uh, but when like seventeen year old sixteen year old girl has a phone or whatever and you want to, I get it. I get the whole for emergencies or yeah. even now. I mean, look, they're gonna talk to their friends and this yeah. and that, like planned phone plans and stuff like that are not like they were. Yeah. You know, it's not like the reason why you wouldn't give a kid a phone. Or even let them talk on one of those antiquated landlines that we were talking about, um, is because they would run up the bill. Yeah, you know, because they don't have any off button. It's like, oh, I'll just talk all day and all yeah. night. And then I guess if you have a kid, you want it to be semi productive. You don't want them to be on the phone yeah. all day because they got they got stuff to do. So I get it for that, but like for like a five year old or a six year old to have like a phone. Yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm like, what? What's what are you going? doing? Yeah, it's like not. It used to be like, oh, an iPod or some sort of like uh, imp, uh, something to play port- games. portable video yeah. game or something like that. Like, oh, all right, but then it's like now it's just a phone. Yeah, it's like if you have emergency, I'm like I don't even know if you get five, but I don't even get talk yet, let alone like need something. I need a phone. Like who are you calling? Something. Exactly. It's like yeah, let's get let's get Junior a phone. Right. Sure, and the phone's inevitably gonna be. You know, in the water or broken or like, something I, like that. That's I a thought it was huge expense when it was like those dumb, almost flip phones for kids. Where I mean, this was years ago. Where they're like, "Oh, you have a first or second mm-hmm. grader." Yep. It literally had like four buttons on it. I think you could program mom, dad, and help or something like that. Where yeah. it was literally designed to basically, and you could track it too. It was just like, "Hey, you need to call me. Hit this one button." And there was that security for parents, which I, it's something that we didn't have. But, well, yeah. But now, like, why would you even do that? It's probably cheaper. It's like, oh, here's an iPhone. Or here's my old iPhone. No, no, definitely. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, now it's like, 
before, I mean, phones are still expensive now. I mean, new phones, but yeah. now it's like it's your old iPhone. Like it logically makes sense. Old iPhone, not using, just put him on a, a different plan. Sure, makes yeah. sense. You know, you want him to be able to call you or call the police or whatever when uh, when hopefully he's not in da- ever in danger. But if if so, or just call me. You know. Yeah. Um, I want to know, or I can call you. I want to know where you are at all times, that kind of thing. Um, that's that's where it is. Yeah. You know, it is funny because it just makes sense now, but literally not long ago, it just didn't make any sense. It's like, why would I want my ten year old to have a phone? Yeah. And then now it's like, why wouldn't I want yeah, my ten year old? Exactly. To have a phone? It's like, yeah, you better have a phone. You better yeah. have your phone on you. Do you have your phone? Do you have? Which phone do you have? Do you have the that one or the yeah? Give them like three phones, and then you're punishing them for not having it yeah. charged. Which is like now that's the <laughs> yeah like it was such a weird thing. Like you're it's like wh- why'd you get grounded? I didn't have my phone charged. It couldn't reach me. It's like oh my god, that's that's probably the new punishment now. You know where am I? <laughs> I didn't have my phone charged. But I mean that would be your only out now. It's like oh my phone died. Yeah, but now it's just that everyone has that's, one. It's like, don't don't your friends have a cord? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the conversation now, parent and child. Yeah. Why did you have your phone charged? Yeah. It's like I see that conversation on the street. I go, why does he have a phone? Right. What are you doing? What kind of parent are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Emergencies. You want him? Okay. Yeah, okay. It makes sense. It just all makes sense now. But before, it just did. Goes back to bottled water. Why would anyone buy bottled water? That is a stupid idea. Yeah, yeah I sent you those like thirty pictures of like <laughs> the water aisle in this, uh, this is a great store in Berkeley. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like oh, I'm in Berkeley. This is like th- literally a whole aisle full of just water, different kinds of waters. And I'm thinking, do you guys sell these? Not. Are they for sale? But do people buy them? I was there in that aisle maybe 10 minutes, and 10 people must have come and bought, and bought 10 different bottles of water. I was like, oh, so they, yeah, they do buy. They come like they're in. waiting there like a like a, a cop. I'm going to feel this. If no one buys water, I'm talking to management. Exactly. It's like, oh, like people like come in. Oh, he's coming in for that water. Oh, okay. oh he's getting two. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's well, $7 a bottle. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, I just need a better, you know. Britney Spears never gonna be anything beyond her first. So so hit. far, like no Britney Spears, yeah. no Netflix, no bottled water. Yeah, all things that you would have been super rich. Oh made my event. god, it's just like <laughs> yeah. Don't don't follow me. It's like this I'm just gonna crazy. be following John. What do you think of that crap? All right, I'm He's gonna like, buy some stock gonna, in that. Invest. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I should bet against myself. Is what I should do. Cars, they're useless. Yeah. <laughs> Why would anyone want a car? Why would anyone want to do that? 15 years later it makes so much sense everybody has a car yeah i think i mean with a lot of new things there's there's always that like i'm sure someone's like video store why would i want to see a video at my house i can go to the thing although i don't think i ever said that i was like oh my i can watch movies at home yeah i i was i was one of those hangers on you know i think while i was at in the lucas building at usc when i went i was like uh yeah, Lucas said that film is dead. You know, you're in a class. Yeah, Lucas says film's dead. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, it's, it's Star Wars is great. Star Wars is great. Eh, he's a little kooky with the whole film is dead. 
you know film is amazing it's you know because we're handling film we're doing this whole thing Spielberg is like oh I, I would only shoot on film I love the you know the feeling I get just just touching the film and, and from a man who probably hasn't touched it since like Jaws <laughs> yeah you're like what is, how is he t- why is he even doing that Did yeah. just bring a, a, a reel that, an yeah. extra reel in for him so exactly. he made a second print yeah. for you and he's just sitting in the back playing <laughs> with, with his it. like gloves or whatever <laughs> it's weird because in film school when we had the uh, we worked with film you know, we had to buy this like kit and stuff, and in the kit were gloves to right. handle the film. It's like you don't handle the film because you get cancer. And I was like, <laughs> why? Why are we do? Why are we handling something I get cancer from? Like, what is this? <laughs> film is dead. It should be. No, yeah, but, like if it's giving cancer, yeah. we should like end this exactly. Right now. <laughs> it's like don't touch it because it'll give you cancer. I'm like we must really love movies. Fuck. Um, or that was that thing of like they won't mess around with the film if they think it causes cancer. Like you know, it's like hey, maybe I play with this. It's like look, just say it causes cancer. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. They just told us, and I think it was might have been no really clinical trials about this, yeah. but it was like it might. So that was enough for me to go. Uh, well, I might I'm not gonna. I understand if it was in the room where you put it in the bath and all the chemicals and stuff. Yeah, that's the bad stuff. When it's coming back to you, there might be some residue, but literally, I'm outside in L.A. I'm going to get cancer no matter what. You're definitely going to get cancer. Everyone is going to get cancer eventually. Eventually. That's my name of my book. (laughs) Um, This film, of course, is pretty much dead. It's like, as I was buying film. Like I, I shot a little thirty-five of my uh, short and trunk right now, just in case. <laughs> Zemeckis it's style. in my closet, like these boxes of uh, neg, uh, not ne- yeah, like discarded negative from my uh, film. It's like uh, it just I just see those boxes taking up someone's face in my closet, and I'm like, oh my god, that's just one like short yeah. film, you know. Of course, I have the film in like a vault, you know, at Photochem, you know, yeah. for uh, posterity or whatever. Yeah. But it's one of those things where you're like, you think about store. Everything is about storage space, and now it's just like digital, virtual space, you know. And um, that's expensive, a little hard to come by. But it's not like, you know, I need to store all of this negative. I need to store yeah. all this stuff. Um, I think the advance advancement that we've had in across the board you know with respect to technology is amazing um i think it does make our lives a little more difficult because i don't think we we know how to talk to anybody anymore right and i think awkward is the new normal and as generations die off i think you know, saying the from next touching film. thirty exactly from touching film. Like, what film? What was it? I don't get it. I shouldn't have touched the film. Yeah, exactly. I'm dead now. <laughs> There's actually something you could touch that we could. See. I just don't. In film school, it was still a little foreign to like. It's still a little. Hey, we used to do this, and this used to be that, and you know, there was a soundtrack actually on the film. Like, it took me a while to to grasp the fact that there was actually the soundtrack on the side yeah. of the frame. Like, there was a frame, and then there was a soundtrack, and then there was a reader that would read the soundtrack, and it would play, you know, simultaneously. And I'm like, but why? You Trust know? me, I still don't get it. I understand it. Yeah, I still don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I finally, I finally got it, and I was like, "But, but you would have to make room in the frame because the frame's still the same size. The film is still the same; so it has to be the same size to go through the sprockets. So, 
in order to have the soundtrack now, you have to move some of the picture to make room for the yeah. soundtrack. Which they were telling me, but it was like, I still don't know how you could still get the same frame with less. And yeah. it's all about, you know, projection yeah. and adjusting. <laughs> you can, but it's... uh. So many things, many more things make sense now out of film school than they did when I was there because it was just that whole, oh my God, now I have these like film goggles on and I'm like <laughs> in LA for the first time and everyone I know is also in film school and loves movies and, you know, wants to make them and like we're actually getting a chance to do that. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing. Um, and we're shooting on film, you know, the people coming in literally the next semester were shooting on uh, video and I was like, oh, those poor bastards. It's like they don't get to uh, experience the joys of film. I mean, they they did like we shot like a sixteen millimeter movie like in the six in the second semester, but which which is which is cool. I mean, there's so many properties about film that I think one should learn. Um, no, I I at least if anything of like the respect of it. Like, you, you know, learn the history a little bit yeah. of it and go, oh, okay, this is how we got here. And then, but I'm sure, too, that kid that's shooting everything on video, if you saw his end of the year receipts and yours, you'd be like, oh, kind of wish I was in that video class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that even back then, now it's like crazy. I mean, you could, today, you could upload 30 things on the YouTube. But yeah. even back then, the, the uh, speed with which you made stuff, you know, yeah. one thing about shooting film it's like you know it's a process it's a yeah. haul like you got to go in and uh you got to get the film which could either be on short ends which you know you can go to the studio and i still don't know how people did but you go to the studio and you know there'll be films like feature films that would shoot stuff and then they would not shoot all their mag the whole day mm-hmm. and um and they would sort of send that back to the uh to the studio and they would keep it and maybe for another film or whatever or you know they would donate it to like students yeah only problem with that and that was 35 millimeter and so that's how a lot of kids who shot 35 would um shoot on 35 because 35 is very expensive because when i bought 35 i was like i don't want to go the short end route because the thing about short ends is you just don't know if it's been flashed or like it could be good right it could not be good and it's like you got people there you, you spend a lot of money to to get your uh shoot days and on that day if the film is not good like you wouldn't know until yeah, you can't look at it yeah so you just have to have faith that it's good and if it's not you know I was like, i'm not risking that yeah. so i i bought you know it was only one day i was shooting with it and for specific visual effects stuff now it's like, oh my God, I could have taken like literally any HD camera yeah. now and done it for yeah. nothing. And just yeah. like, pot. keep shooting. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I shot in 35. But I shot the thing in 16, so I wanted to uh, transfer to 16 from 35 and then um, keep that same sort of look. Yeah. But if you go from 16, go into the computer, scan it in, and uh, then do your effects, scan it back out to mm. 16 i felt like the quality of it yeah you know might degrade so i shot 35 so i bought some 35 and it was like how much did i buy uh 10 minutes <laughs> 10 minutes of 35 
and it was like fifteen hundred dollars or something. Wow. Yeah. And then how much was it uh, a foot to develop? I guess it wasn't. It wasn't much more than. It's not much more than sixteen. Um, it wasn't. I think it'd be like thirty-five cents a foot or something. Or it was. But by by the time what what I would do is what I did at that point was uh, I had like. Kodak's visual effects arm, Cinesite, which I think is still around, um, they sort of scanned in the 35 negative. Oh, okay. And worked with that. And then that 35 negative would then be scanned out. Whatever the effects were, Mm -hmm. the new effects would be scanned out to to, uh, 16. Actually, actually I had Photochem do it. So Photochem, no one... No one, because I needed it in a certain format to work with. Yeah, my visual effects guy to to work with, and no one in Hollywood. I could call it all around Hollywood. I just said Hollywood. I need to put five, five, five. These, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put the this thirty five uh, negative into these files, which was crazy at the time. Yeah. It was like, now it's like oh, sure, yeah. It, what, what file do you want? You want a Pixar file? You want this? You want? I was like, yeah, I need, I forget what file, what kind of file it was. And uh, it was like Linux based or something I needed it. And it was like, why not? Okay. And everyone was like, I don't know. Yeah, we can't do that. We don't do that. And then they sent me to places. They're like, well, how, try these, try these people, try these people, try these people. And they were like, yeah, we don't do that. So literally, the last place who told me to try this. The people who processed my film was the only people who can do it mm-hmm. and still can't. Only people who can do it was uh, Photochem. Okay. Only lab in town. And. Kind of still is. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> they should try Photochem. And I was like, no, you got to understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm poor, but you got to understand. I've been going to Photochem for my stuff. They wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't be dumb enough to call around Hollywood yeah. and go back to where I'm getting my film uh process mm-hmm. that wouldn't make sense because yeah. then i would look like an idiot of course i call up photo cam and they're like oh yeah we can do that mm-hmm. i'm like oh you gotta be kidding me that's uh so okay how long was your short it's like 13 minutes 13 and a half minutes. how much did you spend all told that short is like 38 dollars yeah wow it was one of those things where it was like that's insane okay this here it is you go into you go you go into usc yeah it was a grad school so it's like and it's usc yeah i get it you're you're not dealing with the grad school you're not dealing with what they call university of spoiled children you're you're dealing with the people that's awesome i've never heard that before that's great literally any private school you can say that (laughs) (laughs) i never that's amazing i don't know why Uh, well um so Mom and dad aren't necessarily and usually aren't paying for this. My mother and father definitely weren't paying for right. it. So it's like you got people who have gone on who have PhDs and stuff who are coming back to do this. And so people who have lived life. Yeah. And, um, I came straight from college. But so, you know, we made our movies in the first year. It was on Super 8. And it was like, you know, cheaply done and stuff like this. I remember working in the summer right before just saving up all my money yeah. and having it all spent that first semester going oh this is la uh and so you're thinking the whole time like 
you're worrying about like the you know that whole hierarchy yeah. of it's not in this instance it's not like sophomore junior senior it's more first year second year third year yeah and you're looking at the older kids the the third year guys who are like making their thesis films yeah and you're just like i don't want to do that now you know you're just impatient you think you have the skills and the chops yeah. and then you realize in class you don't <laughs> so you're like yeah you got a lot to learn and filmmaking is all about collaboration so you have to learn that too and if you go to USC, it's all about competition. So you learn that as well. Um, so each year you're making like uh, more and more advanced movies. Right. And you're starting to look at budgets and starting to look at things. And for the thesis film, like they put you in a producing class and you have to like take your film, take your script, break it down, uh, draft a budget. And you'll go over that budget with, uh, with uh, your professor. And so... It was one day because we were all like, "What? What does it cost? Like, we don't, we don't know anything. Yeah. We're just, what does it cost?" And like, uh, there's no more resourceful people in the world than uh, film students. Mm -hmm. So, because you just have to like cobble together a bunch of different yeah. favors, a bunch of different things um, together, and you know, you don't have much money, so you got to figure out how you can get stuff for free. Yeah. And it's also, like I said, competition-based. So someone comes in with a, a you know, a, a nuclear missile, and you're like, how did you get that? Yeah. Well, my dad is so-and-so-and-so. -and -so -and -so. Yeah. He called this person. He called this. He got that favor. Got it here. And you go, all right, all right, I got to one-up that person. I want... Now, I want uh, a, a life-size replica of the Washington Monument. How do I get that? Yeah. And then you go, all right, let me see how I can do it. And then it's sort of the greatest thing about it was that you realized that you could pretty much do anything. Like, yeah. there were no boundaries. Like, you thought, how am I going to, you know, pull this off? And you saw people doing it. You're like, okay, you just go ask, you know, yeah. how, do, how do they get f food, you know, on the set? Oh, it's all donated. Well, where'd you get it? And you go to like, you know, some restaurant mm -hmm. and you go, oh, really? They donate? He said, yeah, you just go and ask, you know, uh, can you can you donate food to me? And they said, yes. I'm like, really? Like, why wasn't I doing that? Yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm making a film. It's going to be about a month. So yeah, I need food. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what are they? What's in it for them? Obviously, it's probably a tax write-off. But uh, so the budget. So I go in and my budget, my first budget came in at... Uh, this is this is with internal money too. Right. So like USC gives you certain things like some lighting, some camera, like editing mm -hmm. time. Like I don't have to pay for, you know, editorial. But it's all has a, a cost, a soft cost sort of um So that you understand a, yeah, yeah. it's like you have to allot right. this money towards that. Yeah, and mine came in at the first one came in at fifty seven. <laughs> And mind you, like, we all were just like, first of all, how much do they cost? Second of all, I don't have, like I said, these aren't daddies buying everything. Yeah. I don't have the money. Like, I can't spend thousands of dollars on this thing. So everyone was just wondering, how much is it going to cost me? Can I even do what I want to yeah. do? And they said, all right. So they brought in um, some directors from that have done well, you know, yeah. with their thesis films. And he brought him in. And one of them is, like, working today. And he he came in and he told us this awesome story about him. He had George Siegel, you know, the mm -hmm. actor? Yeah. And he had him in the in his film. And uh, 
I don't know if I told you the story, but they all, it was like five people and they came in and told their stories, which was super helpful. Yeah. Um, and of course the, the, the question on everyone's mind was like, how much, yeah. you know? And I think the highest in that group, there was a, a guy who, um, great guy. He's one of those, like, I don't know if he's from Texas or something. He had like a, one of those hats that had like tied on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So, uh, I did Excellent film, excellent filmmaker. And they're like, How much do you spend? He's like, I spent 31. And like, collective gasp, <laughs> like 31. Everyone was like, I am not spending more than five. Yeah. Like, that's as much as, that's as high as I'll go. And he said 31. And we're like, I, 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 I can't. 31. 30. Did you say 31? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I <laughs> never spend 31. I'm like, Yeah, he spent way too much. Yeah. Here I, I do that for five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like one-upping him. Yeah, exactly. And there was one guy, uh, Jeff Blitz, who's the director now. He's did some offices and, you know, he's legit now. But he he um, he had George Segal in his movie. And if I'm misquoting, I'm sorry, Jeff. But he said, called the agent, wanted to see if he can get George Siegel. Um, and he said, all right, George Siegel's read the script. He wants to meet with you. And he said, he wants to have dinner. He said, okay. And he picked the restaurant and everything. And so he goes to the restaurant that George wants to go to. George, he's an intimidating guy, but he, like, orders him the lobster. George orders him the lobster. And he's like, okay, I'm eating lobster. Hey, I'm here trying yeah. to get this guy in my film. Great. So he, he he's like, I've never had lobster before like this. And he's like, shit, what do I do? What do I do? And so I think he just like fucking maybe I'm thinking of the scene in uh, uh, Pretty Woman, but like he just sort of watches George. Yeah, was very careful about it. Yeah, and does it correctly, mm-hmm. right? And then George is like, "Okay, I'll do your movie." And he said, "The reason why I did your movie is because you ate that lobster correctly. If you did not eat the lobster correctly." I would not have done. <laughs> Which is such a weird logic because, like you're saying, he told the story. I just watched what he did. In theory, it's it's not like he didn't order it and just sat. See, so it would have been awesome if George ordered him the lobster and didn't order anything. Right. <laughs> just watched him. Right. It, it was just like it just told me, and I've heard other stories about actors. It just told me, um, wow, it's like that. that what, what kind of reason is that? It's like I guess he's like, look, George Siegel, I can do this movie. I just want to make sure this guy is testing him. And so actors, so it was a test. Yeah. And he passed. So it, 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 actors test you. And so my directing teacher said he was on the set of his movie. I think it may have been his first or one of his first. You know, he's like, actors will work with some big actors. And he's like, actors will test you. He's like, they would just come in first day, always first day. And they would test you to see how far they can push you and how much they can get out of you. And if you're going to be weak... Or not. He doesn't mind me telling this, <laughs> but there was one uh, <clears throat> actually, Richard Harris. Wow. And he's like, he knew. I think Richard. He either got an Academy Award, was nominated for the role, but he he knew he couldn't ride a horse. Mm-hmm. He knew it, and so he said, you know, we asked Richard right before shooting. He's like, can you ride a horse? Ego, you're a driven actor. He is. <laughs> Yeah, right Richard Harris, and he's like, it's okay. Like it's okay if you can't. We'll get someone to show you 
how to ride a horse. Or say, no, I don't, why would I need that? I already know. I already know how to ride a horse. So, okay. He knew he was bullshitting. So, he's like, for that reason, the first day of shooting, I had him on horseback. Because <laughs> I wanted to show him, you know, be honest with me. Yeah. Let me do it. So, of course, Rich comes in, you know, first day of shooting. He's like, getting nervous. He gets on the horse. Looking falls off, you know, and you know, uh, you're all right, Richard. What's 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 going on? It's just some. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's you know something happened, but yeah, I'll, I'll get back on. You know, he's all right, sure, okay, yeah, because I know you know how to ride a horse. So yeah. I don't know. It must be why something. I did it. That's why I did yeah, it. Day exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he canceled the horse. Gets a, still the same result, and he's like, ah. Richard, you can't ride a horse, can you? No, well, he's like, <laughs> all right, okay, we'll, we'll figure it out. So then, didn't have any problems with him. Because I think he knew one of those actors who would test you too. Yeah. So then he was like, then he sort of flipped it, you know, nice. at that point. So it's like those kinds of things um, that you learn, I think, from people uh, in film school, like to say, do you have to go to film school? I hope you don't have to spend the money it takes to go to film school. That's my big regret. But um, but take some time to learn your craft. Um, well, I mean, like, now, like you're saying, I mean, you watch, you listen to director commentaries and stuff. Yeah. That's so available. You can, totally. if you're passionate, and find the right things. There's a, a TED Talk. There's roundtables. There's, you know, like, uh, award season. Like there's always like eat it a up. director. I mean, yep. you can just you, everyone will tell a story. Yeah, you can, and I do that today, and I've done it in film school. I've done it after every single year, every Q and A, every article, everything I can do. I like, I definitely edify myself with those things all the time because I, first of all, I love it, but second of all, like I can get that insight, and that insight really makes you better. You know, with. The generation of, and it's our generation too, if I want it now, you know, it's like, I don't want to do the work. I don't want to put the work in. It's not everybody, but I, yeah. but generally it's like, I don't want to put the work in to, uh, to get to that place, Yeah, you know, and you just can't get to a place right away. Like all the, the, the knowledge that I have has been accrued over the years and it had to be accrued over the years. I couldn't like sit down in one night and go, okay, I'm going to learn everything about yeah. directing or I'm going to learn everything from everyone. Learning a lot about people's mistakes. You know, how do you do this? How do you fund that? You know, there's certain things about films that I wanted to do, you know, eight years ago that now it's like, oh, it's super simple. Yeah. You know, the things now that are getting so much attention that I'm like, well, I know how to do that. Like, 10 times better for probably less money. Yeah. But I know that because like, I, you know, I, I listen to it and when I say you don't have to go to film school, you do like, you have to, like you say, you have to like get out there and really soak up all this knowledge that's out there. Like never before. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you said, director's commentaries, Q and A's, Q and A's all day long on, on, uh, on YouTube, yeah, you just, watching movies, watching yeah, whatever movie you things, like, books, yeah. look up the director, yeah, and then you can probably watch five hours of totally that director talking about something. There's going to be video of Q and A's, and yeah, with that, it's like you could go out every weekend and shoot something yourself, put it together, and learn. And that's basically film school. Like you watch YouTube, practically, like take that, do some videos, 
watch more YouTube. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of a version of film school if you stay with it. Right. You know? Yeah. It's just about staying with it more than anything. That, that's a big, that's a big point. Yeah. Staying with it, sticking with it. Um, cause definitely eh, like a lot of businesses, but definitely it, your spirit will be broken and it won't always be, you know, you're not, you're not going to definitely come out the gate with Star Wars. You just have to stick with it and know that, you know, if you believe in yourself and your talent, eventually I think you'll get there. If you stick with it and in a way where you work to get better and you're serious about it, right. you know, again, this is, this is Hollywood and it's filled with people who are like, yeah, you know, I made a couple of films. I did this, I did that. And they just want to be able to say that. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, I'm really proud of this film because I put my blood, sweat and tears into it. And this is the kind of film I, I wanted to make. So every day I'm pushing to, to make that film and to make it the best possible and to look at what others have done and build upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the people who you can just, the thing is you could just tell, like you just yeah. go into, I mean, even with a, a document prepared, you can tell like someone put time into this and someone really put a lot of care into this. Like right. you can watch something and go, Oh wow. That was really like someone had a vision. Like mm-hmm. that was really, uh, that was really good. Like I really enjoyed that. I remember being in film school when I, my classmates said, you know, who talked about things like star Wars because we were all, st- I mean, you can't yeah. really go to USC and not and be not, a star Wars yeah. nerd, but it's like, not everybody was, I'm not saying, but most people yeah. were. And it was like, I thought this is popcorn movie guy, you know, but you know, we all, you know, you, lo- you and I both love tentpole movies yeah, just, yeah. like next guy. But we also talk about these smaller movies that you go, wow, that was really well done. Yeah. He was like, just think about, he was talking to some, I guess, kids who just came in, like freshmen who came in to the school. And he's like, just think about the movies that speak to you, that you like, and figure out why. Figure out why that speaks to you. What is, what is it about it? And it always comes down to, you know, human connection. Yeah. You know? Even even in a tentpole movie like say Spider Man, yeah. you know, it comes down to the fact that you know, comparatively, it wasn't like a super action, you know, blow up New York kind of movie. Thank God, uh, exactly. <laughs> but it was sort of touched on those tropes that we all know about the high school kid, you know, being awkward, pining after the girl, and this yeah. and that. That we and he's charming, and yeah. so we we sort of latched onto that and like his story was something that we were uh, grabbing onto but if you take away the superpowers and the and the uniform and all that costume it's just like it still would be a pretty compelling story yeah it's a the closest to a john hughes film we've had and it just happened to be a spider no totally <laughs> i think that's a great characterization of it you know it was just like wow i feel like i told you like i felt like I felt like I had an adventure, but I felt like the world was realized in a way that I was like, okay, you know, I, I could be here. Like I'm having, I'm having fun yeah. with this, but at the same time, I know this story. Like I know the sort of awkwardness of like, oh man, I like this girl, but I don't, yeah. I, you know, I mean, yeah, I can go fight burglars and criminals and, you know, the Michael Keaton, but yeah. asking this girl out terrifies me right you know and it's like that as a pitch you know i think you sell it at that point you know 
Well, yeah, because it was that it could have been that, uh, which was sort of the downside. Well, the Andrew Garfield ones, those were just not good Spider-Man films. Those were just rushed films that yeah. had nothing to do with him as much as it was. We don't want to lose our property, yeah. so let's make films. It was like the suit gave him confidence in the new one, but he was still just a dorky kid. Yeah, where. The Andrew Garfield, he was cool no matter what. So, and it wasn't like that. You can't like look at um, like Iron Man. Tony Stark's a super cool character, yeah. but he doesn't need the suit. The suit just is a reflection of him. Where the Homecoming was just this great thing of he's only confident in the suit because no one can see him. So it's like that, like sort of oh, I want to be this guy, but in the suit I can be whoever. But then in real life, it's like I can't be me. You know, he couldn't be himself. He was that awkward kid that made all those John Hughes films so good and it felt so relatable like it was that first film like a Goonies or a Last Starfighter where it's like I want to be that kid like even though he's awkward it's like I could be that kid like you could relate to him and it put you in the movie whereas some of those like Thor I'm not gonna be Thor yeah never gonna be Thor never I'd have to work out everything (laughs) and and remotely be Thor so it's like that once you took away the suit stuff I was that kid at one point in a version of that kid and you wanted to be that kid and it was just like oh my god this is really fun and his friend was fun and and oh yeah yeah it it was basically what it was they made a fun movie yeah and it's like oh is this what these are supposed to be (laughs) dc um yeah so it's that's the big draw about spider-man is that he's just at the end of the day he's a a dorky kid you know and he's what Every kid like that projected to be, you know, in his quote unquote off time. It's yeah. like, hey, I'm a superhero in my off time. I'm yeah, like, I'm great. And you, you bring me back to, to Earth, to reality, and put me in that high school setting. And there's a girl, and I, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm just, I fall apart at that point. Because he could easily just go, I'm Spider Man, and yeah. be the coolest kid, right, in the school. But it's just like, no, I can't. He's like, I, no, I'm not. No, I'm not that guy. I'm not even that guy. You yeah. Know? If he were Spider-Man, the villain, he could. He might be more apt to like right. do that. But he's like, no, no, no. I got to keep this separate. You know. Yeah. Um, like, kid says, "Why don't you just tell you Spider-Man?" Yeah. You you're good. Yeah. Yeah. And then just it's like awkward and stupid yeah. about it. It's like it's like literally just tell them. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like even with the quote unquote bully, who's not really that much of a bully as much as he's just the dick kid. Yeah. You know? Like, he could easily just beat him up, but he doesn't know what to do. It's that thing of, like, he has the powers, but he doesn't want to do that, which is, like, such a admirable thing, because he could have easily just yeah. punched him. Yeah. And everyone would be like, oh, my God, Peter's the coolest guy. But it's like, why? Like, the big thing was when he stole his car. Like, that was a funny moment. Yeah. You know, but he wouldn't have done that as Peter. You know, he right. would have done that right. as Spider-Man. I don't know. That was uh, well done. I, did it. I, I, you know, you told me... Uh, that you really liked the movie and I was like okay I'm excited about yeah. it because I you know respect your opinion and then just watching it it's like wow this is this is really well done I mean like the script is good but you still don't know like with the director like you still don't know maybe the movie I don't know but like everything was was done really well yeah. and it was like wow this is I, you feel encouraged yeah and you hope that alright hopefully other the other movies will follow yeah this will be, you know, I mean, Marvel is the more fun, yeah, you know, <laughs> comic uh, universe than than you know than DC. Yeah. But no, hopefully Wonder Woman will will change that. But uh, it's a good, but it's a good movie. Like I really enjoyed that movie, right? And that's the thing. It's like I don't have a desire to make a superhero film. 
but that would make me want to make one yeah like because it's like oh you can tell a simple story still have the action beats that it wasn't about destroying the world you know and it was like oh that's it was an obtainable movie like if you wanted to like i've always wanted to direct a superhero movie watch spider-man because it'll make you go i could do this it is a guy in a suit running around with yeah in a real-ish world you know yeah and it's like there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek you know jokes about you know spider-man the whole suit because you could be like oh it's just it's a it's a suit like they really didn't make any sort of uh winks to the audience really about uh the suits yeah you know uh in the comics and stuff like that. it was like you just put on the suit and went and fought crime and yeah saved the world or, or the universe or whatever and i was there he just had the suit on but like like you say grounded in reality the suit like you gotta think well i gotta put on this suit and what's yeah. the suit and how is it gonna fit and am i why am i putting this thing on like yeah. what is this and it's gonna be awkward and doesn't fit right who makes it and how does it get made yeah. is that, is that sewing things or what's well and that was it? the thing is those things you you ate up like you know the toby Maguire one or even the andrew garfield it's like all of a sudden it's like they're in a sweatshirt they're training next thing and then you know outfit and you're like well, I guess they just figured it out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can always kind of <laughs> right. just like buy into it, but I like the idea that it came from someone and the logistics of it. No, it's skin tight would be too hard to put on. Yeah. So it's loose and then and then it's technology and it's like it's fucking genius. Right, it's exactly. so smart because then it's like, oh, I got to run and put this on. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> Although that would I be awesome. I should have had lunch. Yeah, exactly. yeah I want to see that. You can't fit in the phone booth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she just had lunch. It's like, oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> it's just like super tight. Like, this is like, why are you eating a lot? Yeah. And we, I think we're creating a new suit. Yeah, <laughs> the guy that makes the skin tight and go, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, I would make comfortable superhero like, suits. Starting, starting Seth Rogen yeah. in a sweatsuit, you know? Like one of those mob, you know, yeah. sweatsuits. Well, just... he kind of did that with the, the Green Hornet. He was just wearing a a suit in the green yeah. hornet it was just like an outfit it's i just, think he put like a like mask on or whatever they call it the domino mask yeah or something like that that was it uh, before we wrap up uh you said your uh your short film's in a vault yeah it's it's like they keep them in the vault um either at usc or depending on what you want in photo cam so that it's negative so yeah. it's, have you ever thought of transfer doing like a 4k transfer 3d of course <laughs> a three uh, post convert. Yeah. Uh, Have yes. you thought about like uh, doing like a because now you can do like a four uh, like a ProRes transfer and have like holy shit look at my because I'm sure what you had before looked great but now not that you uh, that, necessarily but, but that's 4K, but, but that's the thing it's like but now we could do this and you and I and it's post you and I being post people um, I would definitely do it so yeah, yeah. I want to later this year I'll take it out. Um, I mean, of course, too. It's like it would depend on. I mean, it's so much cheaper now to do it, but it would just be. Yet also, that balance out. It's like now. It's like, well, I can spend fourteen grand and make a film. Yeah, but, that that that's that's the thing. But I mean, being thirteen minutes, I don't know. Like a transfer to four K might not be. I'll, you know, I'll do. I'll I'll budget it out. See, yeah, there you go. see, <laughs> see what uh, see what it would cost, and uh, maybe do some tests. You know, yeah. on a on a few scenes or frames, and uh, I'd just be interested. I mean, just it'd be. I'm sure you have a copy of it, but I'm sure having a like a ProRes copy of it would be that would be funny though. Do like a post convert 3D to it. <laughs> <laughs> Although post convert 3D, that would be amazing. 
but I don't know what that takes. I honestly, I don't. I mean, you start off, you probably transfer it to the, you know, your pro res, then what? Send it out? Probably. Well, some of the the effects could be redone mm-hmm. in 3D, and then that's what the 3D would. Yeah pop you know otherwise you know it's it's a drama well yeah because there's like two different ways to do that you take your master and just do like a like a prores or a 4k it's like cool i have a the best version i can on my computer then there's the other route is you do a transfer of all the footage and then recut it recutting it is definitely something that like as the years go by you're like yeah i kind of want to get back at that footage and recut it but then You want to take. You also want to take the Woody Allen approach too, to where it's like he's like, I've never watched any of my movies yeah. because once I'm done, I'm done with that. Like I'm moving on. I'm doing the yeah. next thing. That's where my head is, which I guess is why he does what a movie yeah, every year. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, at some point, you know, and I think maybe Spielberg said this too. Like at some point, it's got to be done. Like right. you gotta just yes, you always can go back and go. Hey, why don't we? Like, yeah. wish, at some point, you gotta be done. Yeah, and you know, I think that that for me at least, that's a big, a big uh, lesson because uh, I'm I'm a guy who likes to go back and tinker yeah. and oh, I can make it better and just. So you're the George of, Lucas of yourself. I'm the <laughs> George. Exactly. Huh, I like that. I'm the George Lucas. <laughs> I am George. Oh, can I shorten it to I am yeah, George, I'm, I'm Lucas. George Lucas? <laughs> I don't know what that'll get you these days, but four billion dollars. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. No oh, man. Does he still have a cut of merchandise? Can we talk about that? I wonder if he does. I just know he doesn't. <laughs> so he's like, "Oh, you guys are making a Star Wars film a year? Sweet." All right. He also doesn't care, but well, it's it's still like. The whole Lucas film. I don't know what his deal was, but I can't imagine him striking the greatest deal in history, which is to get full uh, merchandising from yeah. Fox because they didn't think Star Wars was going to be anything, um, and just giving that away. Yeah, but it's also too like I think Rogue One and even the Han Solo movie and everything are all still mixed at ILM, and they still no do no no absolutely. So, so it's absolutely. like he's still making yeah yeah. He's still yeah. just like, now the checks are just written. He's still him. there, yeah. It's not soft money anymore. Right. It's like real money. No, totally. Yeah, it's like, I was up there uh, recently, and uh, it's just the whole Lucas thing, the Yoda fountain, I told you, it's yeah. in San Francisco. It's just, it's all there. Like, yeah. it's all done there, mixed there. They mix other films there, um, do a bunch of effects. I mean, it is still the premier yeah. effects house. Um, so, it's it's... It's amazing, and I and I went to. This is not Lucas, but I guess sort of related. It all because everything is related yeah. to Lucas. Really, uh, went to Pixar. That it was just so fun to go to Pixar, like the gate. Yeah, I couldn't get past the gate at Pixar, <laughs> but just just to like be there and yeah. just wow, this is this is it right here. Maybe one day I'll be able to go behind the scenes. But did you go and just go stop making cars films? No one cares about these cars. I don't know why that's happening. <laughs> and isn't that Lassiter's? I think that's Lassiter's baby. Yeah. So he's like the god. So it's like you can't. It would literally be one of those things where it's like, we're losing money. He's <laughs> like, one more. If he, you know, if he wants to, he could do really anything he wants. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, he controls the Disney films, which are doing really well. Yeah. And Pixar, I mean, he's still, still a voice over there. Yeah. But uh, 
did Disney even like he sort of went over? I think Pixar might be like, well, dude, come back because yeah. Zootopia, yeah. like all that, like that's him. Yeah, you know, he's the guy who who lords over all of that, and that's like through the roof now. Yeah. So uh, Pixar is like like Disney animation has gone ahead of Pixar. Though. Well, it was that thing of like. Pixar did so well it's like it makes sense of course you're going to make sequels you have to do make sequels it's like when your movie makes 800 million dollars it's like oh, why are we making a Cars 3 we made 800 million dollars it's like oh. yeah. whereas Disney kind of stopped making true. the sequels like right. if they do if they, yes there's going to be a Frozen 2 or whatever but generally they used to just be straight to video they weren't like yeah yeah they're all thing. all so, straight to video now yeah so it's like yeah you have of course there's going to be a zootopia too i mean it's just it's natural i made a billion dollars well, but that's you have to you have that to thing that they were just like hey here's zootopia boom it was like next next whereas then pixar just fell into that sequel 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 it's like oh, do you guys have anything that's new i think coco's coco's coming out so there's that there's there's a couple more things that are, that are new properties but Toy Story Four, you know, it's like Toy Story Three, great one, to, great way to end it, beautiful, awesome. Toy Story Four, it's like I don't know how you cannot like financially go. You know, we can make a lot of money on Toy Story Four. Right. Hanks, yeah. uh, Tim Allen back together, it Randy almost, Newman. It's it, like come on, exactly. It's like wait, we got the tree, <laughs> but it seems like give it like make it ten years between three and the new one. I didn't even call the new one, you know. That is true. It didn't. It wasn't out. It wasn't Cars that 2 long was, ago. And Cars Two got panned by the critics. I mean, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do. It. I mean, they they knew it wasn't that good. Uh, but yeah, it was like it's one of those things where okay, I'm good with Cars. I mean, Cars the first one was. It was okay. Okay, it yeah. was. I didn't. You know, it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't bad. They do. They tell good stories, but it was just like this one's not for me. I enjoyed it, but it's not. It's not a repeat watch for me. It yeah. was like okay. I think I got halfway through Cars 2, and I was like, yeah, I just don't. And I was watching because I think my uh, nephew was watching it. And I was like, well, I'm kind of forced to watch it. And then I just zoned out. I was like, yeah, I'm out. It's like, I couldn't even. I was just like, wow. Yeah, it's, I think it was a problem on the script stage. And I don't know if it was one of those things where Lasseter at that point was. He was going back and forth. Yeah, so he didn't have the, the presence that he had with the other stories to go, okay, this is, this is what we need to do because i think i was looking at something again looking at like commentary and stuff and uh, they were saying after cars two they realized the problem in the script and they needed to get back to story which is where yeah it all starts with story yeah so well yeah because i'm sure it's like oh we'll have lightning do this this and this but why is he doing that Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, <laughs> visually, yes, it looks great. <laughs> and it would have you know an Italian car, and he was, a, and I and I get you know that everything has to be plugged in, you know, have a uh, a marketing component to it, right? Uh, which you know, it's making a lot of money off of that stuff, but it's it's you know it's it is about the story for everyone. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. We'll have um, to. Uh, I this will blend this now, but we'll have to go in. Did you ever see Good Dinosaur? No, I need we'll, to. I need to go. We'll, I need to go we'll, watch that. We'll actually maybe do a special pot just on. Good, okay. Good dinosaur is the um, Southland Tales of Pixar. Really? 
it's really bizarre. It's one of those last year was going back and forth too many times. And I have a friend that worked at Pixar, so I got. I mean, just watch it. And yeah, it, it's about an hour's worth of podcast material. So okay, I'm excited. Which means we'll stretch it out to about two for sure. <laughs> All right, this is post apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Take it easy. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,